independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, 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 happy Monday. Nightmare for the president. Every time we turn around, there's something brand new out there when it comes to the documents. Ho, 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 ho. Question is how many documents are out there for some people. For me, I've said, and I'll continue to say it. They, first of all, we obviously don't take very good care of these documents. Secondly, and I think this is mightily important, uh, there are some serious issues when it comes to when do we know all of these issues, these things, right? This to me matters more than what's in those. Cause I never once for a second think that either of these presidents was going to sell a damn thing, but what's in the cover up, if you will, transparency, we scream and hear about, Oh, you know, this group's not transparent. That's group's not transparent yet. You found this out when the first batch of documents uh, was found on November 2nd, a week before the midterms, but the public didn't learn about it until it was reported in the press just this past week. And even then the white house did acknowledge that a second batch of documents had been found in December until that too leaked. We learned about this because CBS news reported on it and then everybody else followed and got that information. Now we've learned they found more documents than previously disclosed in a third location. Uh, it's hard to argue that the administration's been transparent and told the American people about this as soon as they could have. Yeah, that is hard to argue right there. And transparency. So right before the midterms, what ended up happening? You jacked the pooch and you lied. Or you covered up. And you didn't cover up for a little while. You covered up and they didn't find out about it until CBS found out. Somebody tipped him off and lo and behold, out pops. Oh, yeah, we've got these. And the moral high ground is is lost, right? It's gone. Oh, my God. Moral high ground. That's the big thing. Some people are, well, it's not the same thing, Chad. Chad, it's not the same thing at all. You don't understand, Chad. Uh, Trump speed. And he's, uh, you know, you, you, your whole thing is like everybody else's. You want to make it seem like your wrongdoing was somehow better than somebody else's wrongdoing. And the reality is it's not. Who made that decision? Ron Klain make that decision? Who made the decision not to disclose? Not to disclose. Did Ron Klain make the decision? Did the president make the decision? Who made the decision to not tell the American people six days before an election? And if Donald Trump had not told people six days before an election, what would the conversation be about right now? I guarantee you it would be about cover-up. I could say any Republican at that point in time had not made that decision to say something uh, to to do, you know, to come out and say, oh, my God, we found these things. And then it was covered up. People to flipped out uh, that look the what's in it stuff. I don't I, 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 I could care less because I don't think either of these guys were selling a thing. I don't think any of this stuff. Obviously, if it was that important, it wouldn't have taken years and years to find these things. We're like, hey, remember all that super strategic stuff we had that could have stopped all the bad things happening? What do we do with those documents? Hmm. I wonder. This is just a bad look for the president because you want to be on a part of politics nowadays is being on the what people perceive to be the moral high ground side of things. Ah, morally, I'm superior to you. Morally, I'm doing better things than you. Morally, I'm more upstand, up just, blah, blah, blah kind of person. Morally, this more. That's what uh, so much of this stuff is about. I have news for you. You failed at that. So it's hard to look around. So you got to spin it. Well, it's different with Trump because Trump had X amount and he only has this amount or or or. But Trump tried to cover it up. Y- y- your moral high ground story has failed. 
And so politically, it's a bad look. How big a mess is this for the Biden administration? It's very, very big. Not legally, but politically, it's a very, very big deal. This is a president who was marching upward. For the first time in his presidency, he's got his numbers up. People are feeling better about the economy. There are all sorts of reasons to believe that he could, that he can now present himself. The fears that people like me have about how old is he and can he govern well, those fears will be dissipated if he were able to stay on that track. Mm. But now along comes this 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 gigantic story, which was totally unexpected, they may be making a big mistake. I don't think sitting there hunkering down now, acting like it's not out there, you're going to get cream doing There's, that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get cream doing that, as you should. You've got to come out. You've got to embrace the thing. But it's the look, the look of coming out of being superior. Oh, my God, I'm better than you because of all of this stuff that I do that you don't do. Yeah, but you did it, too. But the difference is, is morally, I'm superior anyways. So me doing it matters very little to the people. You doing it shows you how evil they are. It, no, no. People are pissed. People are angry. And I think the Twitter files being dumped plays a lot into that. They're looking around and they're going, uh, this is what we're talking about here. You guys silenced us. You went after conservative voices. You went after even people who weren't conservative but didn't agree with the, what the status quo was. You, then you come out here and you, you pitch the dream and you're tied in closely with all of these groups like the big tech and big pharma. And you're as bad as, as, as you say the other side is. And yet, morally, you think you're superior. You jack the pooch on this. Politically, for Democrats, the obvious immediate reaction here is ugh are you serious democrats were on such a roll republicans are now going to pounce on this ugh this downplays the significance of the trump document scandal right not so much at all classified documents in private hands is something republicans downplayed constantly until the shoe was placed on the other foot in the key issue of willful intent to obstruct that's what it's going to come down to many republicans just aren't smart enough to figure that out out. Mika there. I know the shrill of her uh, voice, but the reality is she's now that's where she go, she's gone to is, you know, first of all, let's talk about Clinton. We could talk about you destroyed a bunch of stuff. We could sit here and play that game all day. I don't want to rehash that. And now it's 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 on to what they're doing, which is no, it's the it's the obstruction of the justice. It, it's not going anywhere. You've lost your moral high ground. People see it as BS. The average person cares about a lot of other things. This ain't one of them. Uh, you have to figure out who handled this stuff and uh, at whose direction it was moved, right? Who packed it, who moved it, who stored it, who accessed it, and what was their intent? And these are all questions for FBI agents to sort through over the coming weeks and months. And until we know that, at best, Chris, at best, this was extraordinarily sloppy and careless and reckless. Yep, that's it. That's that's at the end of the day, that's what it was. At best, it was reckless. It was it just it, it it didn't do anything. Didn't hurt anybody. I don't think anybody's going to jail over this. It was reckless. That was it. But it's the moral high ground, and that's what I want you guys to listen. Think about today. The, the the thought of being in a position where morally you feel like you're superior because you had the upper hand in something and then you got caught with something and all of a sudden your flip is, well, we're going to flip the morals. It's over here on this. It's over here on that. I, I don't think if you go back and look, I bet if we went to every library that these presidents have, even to their home offices, certain things like that, that we would find stuff that was marked classified that probably shouldn't have been there. Do I think that anybody was doing anything with them? I don't. But what I do think happened 
is what happens all too often in a situation like this. You had a political opportunity to take somebody down, and you've been going after him for a long time, and at the end of the day, you failed. You failed. So you went into another route, and then you failed. And then, and this is what politics has become. It's not about reality of what somebody's going through on a day-to-day basis. Why are eggs fifteen quadrillion dollars? People want to know that. People want to know why. Oh my God! Why is gas going up one second, going down the next? How am I going to pay my bills? Are we going into a position where we're into heading into a recession or not? That's what people want to know. That's the things that they're looking for. We're in a position right now of frustration for a lot of people. Because they understand that the last couple of years has been all over the place. Inflation, while it's coming down, isn't coming down the way that they need it to. They're struggling. These things matter. This other stuff is politics. It's great theater because you have to fill a ton of hours, but it's politics for politicians. The president's economic plan is working, even though inflation is high in most major economies, it's coming down in America and giving families more breathing room. You hear the president say that all the time, how he wants to make sure that he's giving American families a little bit more of a breathing room. This is politics 101. This is the frustration that people have is those things matter right there. So much of the other stuff that we talk about matters very, very, very little. But you have to fill time. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. So many things to get to today. We're going to talk a little bit about the debt, something that's not being talked about. Immigration. Mayor Adams came out and said some stuff about immigration. I think people can stand back and go, what? Social media, AI, UFOs, so much stuff to talk about. My goodness me. Are you ready for it? 323-538-2423. At Chad Manson Show. Twitter. BetterHelp. This portion of the program is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you struggling? Right? You know, it's a new year, new you. You're trying to figure out how to navigate this stuff. You've had issues over the last several months and you wanted to talk to somebody. You didn't have anybody to talk to. Getting in to see somebody to talk about it. Whether you were trying to figure out, you know, a change in direction in your life and you're looking for somebody to help you make the uh, decision making process, uh, you know, and give you the groundwork for that. Or maybe like my family, you needed somebody to talk to. People were going through tough times, especially kids with COVID and and my daughter who struggles with, with autism. Uh, this was a perfect opportunity to do everything online, right? Comfort of your own home. And it has been a game changer for us. And I know BetterHelp can help you. Over 3 million people they have placed with licensed and vetted professionals. And they can help you. Save the time. Save the wacky driving from here to there. Trying to get, you know, fit in around somebody's schedule. They work within yours. And it's been amazing. Go to betterhelp.com slash Benson. Betterhelp.com slash Benson today. You're going to save 10% on your first month. It is so affordable. And it's all done online. From your home, no waiting rooms, no traffic. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Betterhelp.com slash Benson. Wrap it up. Straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Lebanon, Maine. Population, less than 7,000. And now home of the second largest Mega Millions jackpot in U.S. history. The winning ticket sold at Hometown Gas and Grill. The grand prize totaling $1.35 billion or $723.5 million in a cash payout. It's good money if you can get it. So imagine waking up today and panicking because you can't find the things that you need. <laughs> 
Where is it? Oh, my God. Where is it? Where is it? I played it. I don't know where it is. Uh, $700 plus million. Just take away uh, $200 million, right, for taxes, whatever else. You're sitting at $500 million. So last week, Friday morning, you wake up, maybe you're getting your kids off to school, you're getting, you're doing all the things that you do, right? You're, you're, the dishwasher's broke. Uh, there's dishes piling up. Uh, the, the dog's barking. You're, you know, you got two kids sharing a room that shouldn't be sharing a room. Whatever it is, and who knows? Maybe it's a billionaire that won it. But that's your life. And then by Saturday morning, because maybe you don't check it at night, because you go out with your friends, you got a date, or you and your wife or husband are doing something, or you, you check it. Saturday morning, and you realize that your entire world is changed and that you now have so much money. And the question is, what do you do with it? And we've talked about it. I've said this. I've got a plan, right? But even winning a million dollars for most people is life-changing. Now, if you've got $50 million, winning a million dollars is nice, but it's not life-changing. If you make hundred grand a year, even one hundred fifty dollars or $200,000 a year, depending on where you live, maybe California... That's life-changing. You could be debt-free. You could take that money and, and actually put money down on a house and have an affordable payment. You could buy a house, all of those things. And, and I say that because, obviously, you live in Indiana, and we've got people listening in Indiana and, 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 and in Indianapolis. Or if you live in, in you know San Francisco, million bucks, well, million bucks, yeah, you can go get yourself debt-free. And all of a sudden, your $300,000 goes a lot further if you're making that in California because I've got news for you. Making two hundred grand in California is just getting by. Ooh. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Do love hearing from every single one of you. It is Martin Luther King Day. A lot of you are taking the day off. Uh, many of you may be listening to this via the uh, intranet podcast world, or some of you may be working. But let's not forget who this man was and what he was about. I still have a dream. Yes. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day... This nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Yeah. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. Yes, a dream. And some people now dispute, well, the dream he meant was to share the power. The dream he meant was uh, equity, not equality. And 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 trying to put uh, twist speeches by people into something for what we see as the modern wokeism and culture is insane. Yes, equality. Yes, opportunity. There were a lot of things that, that, that he wanted people to have. And, and one of those things we always talk about, oh, Republicans and white people always bring up the content of character and the color of your skin. The, 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 those things, you know, color of your skin should matter. It's content of character. Not anymore. Not anymore. And that's the frustration that so many people see. In the coming years, it's going to be an interesting thing. For those of you who guys uh, who don't understand, uh, our government has at times uh, been shady. I know that you guys don't, uh, nobody subscribes to conspiracy theories and, and those things would never have, but uh, they've been a little bit shady in the past. 
And in the coming years, there's going to be stuff released about Martin Luther King. Because the FBI tailed him. The FBI went after him. The FBI did a lot of different things. And when these things start to come out, including him having sex with other women, including potentially being there uh, in a position where somebody was being raped. And this this is a situation that is going to be very interesting the way the modern world handles this uh, situation. He was a man that was brilliant. He was a man that was strong. He was a man that was also a man and he was flawed. He was flawed. There's no doubt about that. But when I think he's talking about dreams, this is just me. I think he's talking about the opportunities. They're in front of people. Us coming together as a nation. The most diverse nation on the planet. And yes, what matters is who you are inside and how you treat people. The rest of it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. The skin suit you wear, it doesn't matter. Who you love, who you worship, all of those things. But when you want to be protected in such a way where you want to use that against people who maybe say, hey, you know what, I don't like your ideas, that's the frustration that so many people on the right feel. 323-538-2423, at Chad Menson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Eric Adams, frustrated with immigration. We talk about it straight ahead. This is the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, when we talk about all of the issues in this country, one of them has to be, and if you if, if, if you don't think this is important, then you, you're fooling yourself, is immigration, illegal immigration. We need to fix the problem. It has gotten out of hand. Uh, it's not just me who feels that it's out of hand. This is Mayor Adams, New York City. El Paso does not deserve this. Chicago, Washington, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, No city deserves what is happening. No city deserves it. Well, you know, for all of the gamesmanship, the BS that goes on, uh, you know, the 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 making political statements, you know, you got Ducey and Abbott and several other governors who have who have shipped people uh, via bus or or flown them somewhere to to get attention for all of those things. Here's the reality of it. It did get some attention. It did make people uncomfortable. It did make people feel like, well, wait a minute here. What's going on here? Well, what's going on here is there is a serious issue and it needs to be dealt with. That's just it. And it's look, this president is awful at the border. He is horrible. It's not even close. He's the worst president of my lifetime. It's a joke. That being said, Congress has to do something. And there's going to have to be some give and take. And it ain't going to be perfect, kids. And everybody who wants the only thing that they want, it ain't going to be that way. That's just the reality. You're going to have to give a little to get a little and vice versa. But 
Something needs to be done. We must have real immigration reform and we must immediately have a short term fix of making sure that the cost of this does not fall on our local cities. Why does that matter? It's the thing that we have been talking about for a very, 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 very long time, which is so many of these cities along the border, Texas, oh, Arizona, ooh, parts of California are inundated with horrible situations that they can't handle financially. It has gotten to be too much. There has to be something that has to be done. And they got to get on it sooner rather than later. Because it is bankrupting some of these cities. These nonprofits have virtually no money. And the frustration level, you can hear Mayor Adams' voice, the frustration level's through the roof. And he has very limited taste in what is happening. A very limited experience in what is going on at the border in places like, well, El Paso. Tucson, Yuma, it is a nightmare. McAllen, come on, Eagle Pass, you guys, you name it. The frustration level of these people who are doing all they can as human beings to help other human beings, knowing full well, though, it is bankrupting in some cases, some of these cities. Yuma, the first six months alone in Yuma last year, it cost the hospital $20 million because of illegal immigration. Think about that. Who's that get passed on to? I'm going to extend my hand to the mayors across this country to say together we did not create this problem, but together we will find solutions. We'll see. We'll see if you can find some solutions. It's going to be very interesting to see if there's any opportunity to find real solutions in this situation. I don't know if there is, and partially because... As we've talked about here with our political world that we live in, why would you want to find a solution to something that that in many people's minds isn't broken? It works just fine. It helps them raise money. It gets everybody to argue amongst each other. All of those things take place. But at the end of the day, this is where we're at. We've got to find real solutions right now. And those real solutions are being essentially charged to the likes of the Republicans and the Democrats, as well as this president and this vice president, who's super awesome at the border. The border, by many people's account, is not secure by Border Patrol agents who are there telling the media they just don't believe it is. Do you believe the border is secure now? I will tell you something. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. Yeah, she's useless. You know it. I know it. But she's got to be potentially part of the solution. That is not a good thing because she is part of the problem. And until we find people that are serious about actually solving problems in this country, we're going to continue to get the same thing over and over again. And that is things like sitting here arguing and talking about a border issue that I've been talking about since I was a child. That was supposed to be fixed that has come nowhere near being fixed and isn't going to be fixed anytime in the near future. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Social media, it is a blessing and can be a curse. 
And more and more, you saw last week, it was Seattle is suing the social media companies. Why? Because they're looking around and they're seeing their children are struggling and they're blaming the the learning issues on those kids, which I I don't really buy into all of that because I think a lot of that starts at home and I think there's a lot of other things that go on. But there's no doubt that social media is playing a, a, a real role in younger people's lives. And that goes back to, in some cases, parenting. Uh, you know, it's a huge part of it. And in some cases, yes, some of the access and things that we see on social media, parents are frustrated. My daughter, I think I had picked her up from school. I remember we were in the car and really trying to understand what was causing her to feel so bad. And she just broke down and said, nothing happened. I just need a break from school. I just need a break from my friends. I need a break from my phone. Please just send me to a mental institution. Wow. A mental institution is where she wants to go. Social media, huge part. But that's where parenting comes in. As a parent, You've got to regulate. As a parent, you've got to be involved. As a parent, you've got to do what I've been telling you to do, which is it's not real. It's not real. While everybody lives there, you live in the world of reality. It's it's not real. The wonderful lives that people have, all of those things. Look, some people have wonderful lives. Of course they do. Durr. But so much of it is not real. Sabina Pollock, a mother of three, is one of many parents CNN spoke with struggling with their child's social media use. Her 14-year-old daughter was on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. During the pandemic, her social media use skyrocketed. I received a call from the counselor. She had come down to her office, said that she needed someone to talk to, that she had been feeling really depressed. She was thinking of killing herself. That's an issue. Now... The issue is, is it all social media's fault? No. Is some of it the kid's fault? As far as this is stuff that they're dealing with inside and things now, social media exacerbates it, but they've got to play a role in this as well. And is it the parent's fault? Getting into a situation where you're spending more time with your children to talk about the the effects of social media. Yeah. You know, and again, this goes back to what we're just talking about here, being a part of your kid's life, but... We're talking about the pandemic again when all this stuff started because these kids had nothing else to do. So it was just easy to go on TikTok and play this game. Look at everybody else's amazing life that's incredible and all these kinds. It is, it's tough because we live in a world of, of constant gratification and look at me. We live in this world where everybody wants to be front and center. The, uh, I, you know, the downfall of our, of our society came with it, but the, 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 the actual, when the phone... Right, the camera went on the front of the phone, so I could see myself taking a picture of me. Oh my God, I'm a star! But some of this is natural. Some of the, you know, your kids go through depression; they go through all kinds of stuff. Their emotions are are all over the place. Trust me, I've been a kid, and I have kids, and I'm raising kids, and the emotions at times are all over the place. That being said, it's where parenting comes in, including. Looking at their social media use. Pollock says she eventually admitted her daughter to what she called a partial hospitalization program that confiscated her phone for many hours a day. Still, her daughter struggled at home. The first night, I we had taken her phone away, and it was really scary. Even if it's not a conscious issue that someone's aware of, it's a subconscious thing where it's like, I just posted a picture and I lost two followers. Does that mean that they really don't want to look at me? 
Am I that ugly? Am I that displeasing to look at that they had to unfollow me? No. Mostly because some of them were bots. Uh, you got to explain that. And the other side of things is don't put your worth, your self-worth into social media. I don't. I'm at the point now, and I'm thinking about just letting my uncle do all my social media because I just don't want to do it. Uh, he likes to troll. He likes to have fun. He likes to fight with people. I don't. It just doesn't. To me, it it it, it drives me crazy. It does. But I think about what I go through. Think about what the kids are going through. But that's where parenting comes in. It does. And understand this. This twenty years ago would have been so-and-so didn't talk to me today at school. Why? I don't, I don't know. Well, so-and-so, you know, has got a new friend. That's where this would. Now you take that and you multiply it. And the fact that we're taking away kids' coping mechanisms and, and stuff, because we're always trying to fight their fight, there's a lot that goes into this. It's not going to be solved overnight. That's for damn sure. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Raycon, best year buds around. Maybe you're listening today on this. It's, it's a podcast uh, for you today because you took the day off. Maybe you're listening to this live. You could be listening to it on your Raycons. The best earbuds. The sound quality of these is amazing. The absolute incredible eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life, but the fit that separates it. It all is awesome. This is what I want you to do. Right now, they start well under $100. It's a, I mean, well under $100. I'm going to save you an extra 15%. But I want you to think about this. The sound quality of the fit, you got the isolation mode, the awareness mode, all of these things put together. You put that together, you have the best earbuds around. They don't budge. You can work out, you can run, you can do so many things in these things. When other ones, they don't fit right, they're hard plastic, they've got stems, not with these. They almost feel like they click in. Save an extra 15% right now by going to buyraycon.com slash chad. That's buyraycon.com slash chad. These are the best earbuds around. Get them now. Save an extra 15%. Buyraycon.com slash chad. Some crazy NFL this weekend. We'll touch on that. What happened there? Chargers just absolutely the bed they amber herded the bed oh my lord chad benson show the chad benson show where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye it's five weeks on top now for Avatar, The Way of Water. Another $33.1 million bucks, bringing its total domestic gross to $570 million, $1.89 billion worldwide. Crazy. It's insane, right? The sci-fi horror flick Megan holds second in week two, another $17.9 million there, with the animated Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, in third. Hey, Otto! No. Tom Hanks and A Man Called Otto takes fourth in its first week of wide release. Yeah, uh... Decent-ish. The rest of the numbers will come in. They've already uh, two billion. That's what they said they had to make two billion to get to the uh, break-even, start making money scenario. When it comes to Avatar, they're at two billion now. They'll probably get to two five, maybe three billion. Who knows? And they've already shot the third Avatar. He said there's going to be four and five. They've already got release dates. Next Avatar is going to be Christmas 24. And then, you know, I think they're rolling it out that way. But, uh, yeah, it's a ton of money. It's a ton of money. It is. And uh, does this mean it's back? Like the movie industry's back. I I think the movie industry still has to change. Uh, 
I think everything, my industry, is having to figure out how to deal with the changing world that that is going on. The internet came along, and as I've told everybody this over and over again, you're no longer competing with even what you can see at home or the computer. You're competing with the phone. You're competing with a lot of different things, and you better figure it out. But there will always be movies that are experiences. You go there to experience. You're not going to be able to experience it at home the same way you would in a theater. And Avatar seems to be one of those, even though I've never seen any of the Avatars. I saw portions of the first one. It is what it is. I thought, ah, this kind of looks like Avatar again, but it looks like Avatar that is... is, 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 is what kind of Avatar is this? Is this an Avatar of 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 this one's on the sea? Is this one is... Uh, you know. It is what it is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram over the weekend. Tons of football. You know our love of the football. And my goodness me, was it insane. Starts out, you know, just a let's get this thing rolling. Let's get it rocking. Boom. Great game, right? Like, great game early on. Seahawks made it a game at the end of the day. Brock Purdy, the legend, continues to grow. They win 41-23. Then the nightcap. The nightcap that was amazing. The Jaguars and the Chargers. I expected more of the Chargers, and uh, they didn't bring what I thought they were going to. Well, they did for 30 minutes. At one time, the Chargers were up 27 to nothing. 27 to nothing. The half was awful for Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick last year, and the, the the Jaguars. It was so bad at one time, one of the Chargers had three interceptions. No Jaguar had three catches. Nobody on that team had two catches. That guy had three interceptions. For myself, you know, obviously, yeah, worst, definitely the worst half of my football life, of a lot of people's football life, too. So some type of history probably in that stat. But, I mean, really just... You know, I felt like only one of those plays was a, was a bad decision. So I, I felt like I was seeing things all right. You must have. You got a uh, touchdown late in the second quarter, 27-7. to 7. You win it at halftime. What'd you tell everybody? I knew, knew it was going to take a lot to turn around, but there's no, I told the guys in the huddle, there's no 27-point plays. You know, it's going to be one play at a time. One play at a time. One play at a time. That's what you said. Let's do this. How does this go? One play at a time. And one play at a time, surely it couldn't happen. It was so boring, I had turned off and went and watched a uh, movie with the kids. We were enjoying, uh, we'd rented this kind of scary movie and we are having fun. It's kind of like a mini family movie night and we were enjoying ourselves. And then I look up and I'm like, the movie's over because it wasn't a long movie. And I'm like, there's still an end of a, you know, portions of the fourth quarter still to be played. There's no way they can come back. And lo and behold, they did. And they won the game, and my goodness, how horrible do you feel if you were the Chargers? Up 27 to nothing, the third biggest comeback in NFL history. Here's their coach. I just think, I don't think we played clean enough football. I didn't think we made enough winning plays in the second half where everyone's performing their assignment, doing it with the right technique, with the right type of energy. I just think there was a lot of little things in the second half um, that added up to a, to a big result there. Yeah, the big result is you guys sucked. You sucked. You fell apart. You scored three points in the second half. You should have put the game away, and you didn't. And then you got nervous. And then you made stupid plays, and both of your superstar threw his helmet, and that gave them a chance to, 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 to get a two-point conversion. You imploded 
and that was on you guys. And there's going to be some questions that need to be asked about, does this guy need to stick around for another year as the Chargers head coach? It's going to be very interesting. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Bills beat the Dolphins yesterday. Very good game indeed. And yesterday the Giants got by the Vikings, beating the Vikings at home. And the Bengals beat the Ravens tonight. Cowboys, Buccaneers. I got the boys over the Bucks tonight. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show your Twitter. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The documents on full display, kind of, sort of. Questions being asked. Uh, It was a big deal for the political muckety-mucks over the weekend who had to have something to talk about because they need something to talk about. The overall impact on your life and my life is nil. It isn't. It really isn't. And and look, it's important that we have politicians that aren't assets and clowns. Let's not pretend that it's not. That being said, uh, this doesn't really change anything. Your life doesn't change. My life doesn't change. They'll run around saying, well, how bored were these things? Who did this stuff? Blarty blar. Who actually packed those boxes? You know, were there cover sheets on this information? I've heard some reports that said that these were individual pages. Well, were those pages marked? Did they say top secret or classified on top of it? Were they portion marked? Meaning were there little marks in front of each paragraph that said they were classified? I don't know. I don't care. I don't think anybody is going to be out there worried about what may be coming because of this. What you should worry, what you should think about are things that are boring. Things like debt ceiling. Where are we with that? How are we in the position that we are in when it comes to our debt ceiling and not have serious conversations about how ugly this thing is and how we need to get this thing sorted out? Because it is ugly. Well, let's first make very clear why the debt ceiling gets hit. And I think this is an important education process to have now and an important conversation to have now because we haven't hit the debt ceiling yet. But America over time occasionally hits the debt ceiling because it's like a credit card limit and families back home have if they have credit cards they have a limit on that credit card and if they hit their limit or they're very close to it which we are it means you've spent more money than you have you've you've spent more money than you your credit card has allowed you to spend and if you're going to ask for an increase in the limit at some point in time you've got to sit down and say why are we hitting the limit why are we maxing out the credit card yeah, Steve Scalise, absolutely. Why are we hitting limit? Why are we maxing this thing out? Do you guys understand how much money that we are spending on as as rates rise? All the, the it is insane. We want to. What are we going to do? There's going to be pushback. Oh my God! If you don't do this, we're going to fall apart. The world's going to come to an end. These things are more important than whether or not these classified stuff. If I really thought he was selling them, we'd have a serious conversation here. 
This has became a bigger story because the media feels like they have egg on their face and they're trying to spin it. Well, this is all about not so much that Trump had classified stuff, but more about the fact that he tried to obstruct justice. Settle down. Because uh, this is the nation's credit card. And frankly, it's not us, but next generations that are going to have to pay this. Debt is not something that's just in, innocuous. It's going to ultimately have to pay, be paid by somebody, and that's future generations. And so if the country is spending more money than we have. And it's trillions of dollars, by the way. And Joe Biden, you saw uh, trillions and trillions of dollars in bills to rack up debt that ultimately somebody's going to have to pay. There is no free lunch. And so if we're about to max out the credit card, then before we hit that limit, shouldn't we have an honest conversation about how to start living within our means? 100%. The amount of money that we, we th- that omnibus bill that passed while we were on vacation, we're talking about one point seven trillion dollars. We have a serious issue with the amount of money that is being spent. The fact that we're always raising the debt ceiling, we're always and everybody passes it off because nobody wants to be the the bad person here. That we need to balance somewhat of this budget. We need to figure out how we rein in spending and start doing things correctly. Look, you're never going to rein in the government the size that it is. Uh, the way that a lot of people would like that to happen. But we can sure as hell do a better job than we are now. Because I have a four and a half year old and I, I, I'm I looking at her and thinking, wow, in 50 years, you're going to be paying off stuff that we're doing today. How to make sure we're not spending money that we don't have before that comes up. And when that comes up, at the same time you're dealing with the debt limit, you ought to also put in mechanisms in place so that you don't keep maxing it out. Because if the limit gets raised, you don't go to the store the next day and just max it out again. You start figuring out how to control the spending problem. And this has been going on for way too long. That is not what we do in this country. That is not. We're going to have a battle and it's going to get ugly. And it should in some ways if we have to. We have to. There's going to be give and takes. But guess what out there? Everybody wants to spend money on social programs. Everybody who's looking around it has no idea that our Medicare and, and Social Security is busted and dying. That within a decade, that thing may be gone unless we do some drastic things sooner rather than later. Nobody ever wants to talk about it because everybody lives in the here and now. And the here and now looks like this. If I do something, say something that's going to make people uncomfortable, I make it fired from my job. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut, even though the right thing to do is to actually start challenging some of these things. Republicans under House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, they are itching for a fight. In fact, one on Sunday, one Republican called it a knife fight. They see this as a must do. They have to deeply cut spending. I've been through this a number of times. I've never um, felt a more perilous atmosphere. Oh my God. Never more perilous. They have to cut. What? Yeah, because spending is out of control. Have you ever noticed like record spending? And then yesterday, though, we, we, we had record number of receipts that came in for the amount of money that we're bringing into the coffers every single month. Yet it never seems to add up. Why is that? Because we continue to spend and everybody gets it. We can look at Ukraine. How much money are we spending over there? It's a fair question to ask. There's a lot of things that we need to ask ourselves. Are we spending it in the right places? And everybody's going to have the group that they want to spend it on. Everybody does, because that's part of getting, you know, you don't get something for nothing in this business. And by that, I mean politics. And it's a business. Don't don't let them tell you it's not. I do this out of the, the love of my heart. B.S. You do not. 
conservatives, far-right conservatives, fiscal hawks. They held him to an agreement. He signed an agreement that basically said, look, I'm in for deep spending cuts before we lift the debt limit. And we got, I mean, can why can't we have some serious conversations about the amount of money we spend? And we spend so much. Every year we talk about the insanity of which we spend. How about some accountability? How about some of that? How about we look up there and go, hey, let's be accountable for some of this stuff. Let's look around and ask ourselves, are are we spending this money wisely? Are we doing it in a real way? Or are we not doing it in a real way? I think it's a very fair question to ask. Speaker McCarthy is already trying to reach out to this White House to say, I want to negotiate with President Biden. I'm ready to negotiate. Unfortunately, now the White House is taking that line that Democrats have up to this time taken. And President Biden, through his spokeswoman, said just last week, nope, we're not negotiating. This isn't a political football. We're not negotiating. We're not going to negotiate. We're just going to keep it like it is. We're just going to keep spending everybody else's money for as long as we possibly can, as far as we possibly can, never understanding exactly what's happening here, because we could just continue to to print money, right? Entitlements. Republicans are ready to put some of that on the line, which is usually crazy politics, Um, a really good way to get yourself voted out of office. But, you know, these are entitlement programs are going bankrupt, you know, in, in the not too distant future. So Republicans are stepping out there, beginning to say those should be on the line making some trims so while we're talking about the documents and the political here's the reality she just said something there well they are going bankrupt with a chuckle but normally that gets you kicked out of office that's the insanity of which we live so you can't do the right thing because it might get me kicked out of office but it's the right thing to do we have to have a discussion no 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 because as long as it's not on my watch it's not my problem is the way that we have allowed these politicians to live their life it's not on my watch it's not my problem so if it goes bankrupt in eight years but i've retired that's a you problem not mine 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter at some point you sit down and you say we have to have a real conversation about things and this is one of those real conversations we need to have 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson, Twitter, Instagram. By the way, uh, let me save you some money. Let let me help you by telling you to go to omahsteaks.com. Use code Benson. 50% off site-wide. Use code Benson at checkout. An additional $40 off. Huge. Naturally aged for the ultimate tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. It is Omaha Steaks with the best steaks around, period. Case closed. End of stories. From the butcher cut fillets to the air-chilled boneless chicken breast to the ultra-juicy burgers and everything in between, including, yes, I said it. I'm going to say it again. Comfort food. Oh. 100% money-back guarantee. Unconditional. You will love this. Right now, save big. 50% off site-wide. My family, we're going to be barbecuing a little bit later today, enjoying ourselves. Why? Because we have the best around. That's right. We're going to have some hot dogs. We're going to have some steaks. It's awesome. Thank you, Omaha Steaks. Making memories. Give truly yourself. Stuff that freezer. Give yourself peace of mind knowing you got great food. And on top of that, save big by going to omahsteaks.com right now. Use code Benson on the way out. 50% off site-wide. When you use that promo code Benson, you're going to save an extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. omahsteaks.com. Promo code Benson. omahsteaks.com. Promo code Benson. Let's trend, shall we? Chad Benson Show.
You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? All right, let's take a look and see what's trending on the old interwebs. MLK Day trending. Monday Motivation. Gina Lola Brigida has passed away. The actress, 95 years young, passed away. Ooh. Victory Monday after the big NFL game. Still a game tonight. Coretta Scott King trending. Brendan Fraser. I have said this over and over, and I made this. He is going to win the Oscar for The Whale. Never seen the movie, but I'm just letting you guys know that. Oh, oh, yeah. Head on over to Google. Number one trending thing yesterday on the Google is... Vikings, Bengals, each with over 2 million searches yesterday. Dr. Martin Luther King as well. The Last of Us debuting on HBO. Bills Dolphins, Skylar Thompson, Lamar Jackson, Nepal. If you haven't seen The Wreck, we'll talk a little bit about it yesterday. I mean, uh, The the Wreck. You, uh, it's terrifying. This plane crash in Nepal that killed uh, about 80 people. It was horrific, but somebody was filming inside, not that there was anything going wrong. They were just filming, and it crashed, and it was uh, horrible, to say the least. Uh, Just watching the situation. Critics' Choice Awards, also trending. Saw a bit of the the speeches, which were hilarious. Self-aggrandizing, you would say. A lot of other stuff. Tua Tungafaloa, where is he? Will Will he come back next year? We've talked a bit about that. I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if he's coming back next year. I don't. I don't know if he's coming back because I don't know how well he is. But man alive, is he is a... When you talk about the situation with concussions in the NFL, that is one of them that is just sitting there. How many has he had this year? Two or three? Does he come back? I don't know. I don't know. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. A little what's trending done for you right there. Oh, baby, wasn't that nice? You feel like you're caught up in the world? Over the weekend, uh, something very interesting happened. And the if you guys don't know who she is, she is Olivia Dunn. She is the, uh, the biggest gymnast in arguably... Well, easily in America, but right now, and I know that sounds weird because many of you may not have heard of her, but she is really hot and uses her platform and her NIL deals that she's got to become the biggest sports figure as far as money earnings for the new world of college sports. Dunn is the most followed college athlete on TikTok with more than 6.8 million followers worth an estimated $2.7 million. Dunn now taking to social media saying she appreciates her fans but asking them to please be respectful of the other gymnasts and the gymnastics community as we are just doing our job. Yeah, so last week was a nightmare for her. It was the opening of the season for LSU in Utah. Fans of LSU gymnast and TikTok superstar Olivia Dunn holding life-size cutouts of the 20-year-old shouting, Olivia! Olivia! 
disrupting the routines of other athletes at a season opening meet at the University of Utah earlier this month. Dunn was not competing due to injury. LSU now forced to add new safety measures for its gymnastics team to ensure all of its athletes are protected. Yeah, and, you know, she sells the sex side of it. I don't think she thought it was going to be as insane as it was. And it is insane to watch the insanity of what ensued for her and her team. She didn't even perform that night. And the guys were out there. We touched on it a bit last week. It was crazy. The And she's now having to get bodyguards. I mean, it is it is nuts what is going on with her. But... When you sell the sex side of stuff, when you sell that kind of stuff, you got to understand what comes with it. And what comes with it is, quite frankly, scary at times. Don't think that it's not. And that was seeing some of that stuff. You would have to be terrified if you're her mom and many others. They sold out a place. I can guarantee half those people weren't gymnasts. Fans. They're fans of her. Oh. But when you sell the sex side of stuff and you sell that thing, there are weirdos that come with it and nutbag followers and fans. Remember, fan is short for fanatic. Oh, yeah. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Speaking of nut jobs, uh, that that nut job who went on those dates... More people are coming out that went on date with the crazy guy who allegedly killed the 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 girls in Utah, and they're saying odd. A murder suspect, Brian Koberger, was arrested. This woman couldn't believe her eyes. Like I was face to face with this guy. Nurse Haley Willett says they met on Tinder in 2015 when they were both psych majors at Pennsylvania colleges. He took her to a movie, then insisted on escorting her to her dorm room. I was kind of afraid to say no, so I just let him come in with me. Then he did something she says she'll never forget. He kept trying to tick me and I would ask him to stop or I'd say what are you doing and he would be like I'm not I'm I'm not tickling you and he would get very serious he is a nut job incel potential mm, maybe 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter the new scam when it comes to your loved ones straight ahead Chad Benson show Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's the latest scam. You don't want to be a part of it. We'll talk about that in a sec. Tell you what. As we sit here and still talk about what's going on with Biden and so many of you are upset. Like, Chad, why aren't you covering this craziness with with Biden and stuff? I am covering it. Right. I've asked the question, as has Doug. Uh, I mean, as has Doug Christie, as has Chris Christie. Who made that decision? Ron Klain make that decision? Who made the decision not to disclose? Not to disclose. Did Ron Klain make the decision? Did the president make the decision? Who made the decision to not tell the American people six days before an election? And if Donald Trump had not told people six days before an election, what would the conversation be about right now? I guarantee you it would be about cover-up. Yeah, and we've talked about it. 
It's the cover-up side of stuff. That's what they're going after by, uh, uh, Trump for. That's the new thing because these things aren't important. But I just wanted to remind you guys, what's important and what's not important? Inflation is important. Cost of life is important. Every single day we're seeing inflation continue to, 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 go, to go one way, to go another way. It's up, it's down. We don't know which way it's going to go tomorrow. People are unsteady. They're unsure about what's happening. So those things matter. Again, I'm not trying to be say that this doesn't matter. We shouldn't let somebody get away with something. But I'm just saying we we overclassify stuff. So many times we sit here, we talk about things that, quite frankly, they don't matter in the overall scheme of things. I'm worried about keeping my job. I'm worried about putting food on the table. I'm worried about whether or not I'm going to, you know, uh, all that hard work I've paid off as building a business is going to go to waste. I'm worried about a lot of other things is what the average person's thinking. Getting my kids to school on time. The documents thing is a great thing for politics and for D.C. But for the average person, they're not paying as much attention to it as many people would like to think in D.C. That's the reality uh, uh, of the situation that they're dealing with. Trying to get somebody in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, to pay attention to this full-heartedly, unless you're, that's all you do is politics. You don't talk to your friends about anything else. You know what I talk to my friends about? Everything else. Yeah, we talk politics. Not all the time. But I talk about I'm talking about soccer this weekend. I was talking about my son, Jack, who had an amazing weekend, scoring tons of goals, playing hockey in his his tournaments this weekend. We, we're talking a ton about the weather. Obviously, what's going on in California, southern, northern California's ferocious weather is crushing in. We talked to, I had a lot of people ask me questions about that damn gas stoves. In the 11th Congressional District, which is uh, one of the poorest big cities in the country, Cleveland, Ohio, we have communities that are disproportionately impacted by health disparities, and asthma is one of them. And we can trace scientifically that 13, nearly 13% of children-related asthma is directly connected to gas stoves. Now, we're not going to the extreme of banning gas stoves, but what we want to do is educate. No, you're not going to the extreme because it's 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 if you pick this thing apart, which you can, you go through and look who who put this study together was very much. Let's get rid of fossil fuels groups. And in doing so, not realizing that fossil fuels are what powers electric stoves as well, for those of you not keeping score, uh, coal helps us when it comes to our fossil fuels. Uh, coal is dirty and it's not very clean, but it helps with electricity. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bug you. And what we also want to do is make sure that we are informing people so that they can make the adjustments, making sure that their windows are open, their homes are properly ventilated and bringing this to their attention so we can deal with the disparities that have come as a result of gas stoves in marginalized communities. But you're not calling for a ban, Congresswoman. I'm not calling for a ban. I am a a proud user of the gas stove, but I I would not go that far. I think that is the, the very, 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 very last resort and one that I think we wouldn't need to get to. But what makes me laugh about this is now it's marginalized communities. So poor people uh, who've got gas stoves, it's you need to open up your windows because you've been marginalized. This is the insanity. But more people ask me questions about that this weekend than than whether or not the document thing matters. I do think it's funny that like absolute utter Republican meltdown where they're like, you can take 
my gas stove or my cold, dead hands. Or how dare you talk about gas stoves? You have a gas stove. First of all, I rent. Second of all, it doesn't even matter because by that logic, these are the same people who would have said we should have never gotten rid of leaded gasoline. Just because someone may have driven a gasoline car. Science evolves and gives us new knowledge with time. That's correct. She's correct uh, to a certain extent. I mean, I'll tell you right, right now, if, if unleaded gasoline was all that we had and uh, if you right, you you had leaded gasoline and, man, your car went great. But we have unleaded gasoline and the unleaded gasoline, your car really doesn't go very far. It uh, doesn't work the same way. People have serious questions. We pivot, which is what we should do. But gas... It's that flame. We love it. You know it and I know it. And and by it's not just AOC. The Republicans, Democrats as well, are screaming and yelling, yeah, not over, oh, oh, over, you know, you pry that thing from my, my cold, dead hands. A uh, lot of questions about that. No questions about the documents. Oh, what was that? Because it's great for politics. It's great to fill time. But the reality is it's not a win for the average person. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. This is the new scam. Do not fall for it. Now, I've heard about scams. Uh, I had a buddy who was in one of our uh, intelligence agencies. And they moved across the country. And uh, when they moved across the country, what ended up happening? Well, they hired a moving company. And that moving company said, we're not going to give your stuff back to you. Unless you pay us X amount of dollars, kind of held it hostage. He, they didn't know who he was. They were messing with, understanding the fact that it's an intelligence agency and it was one of those kind of intelligence agencies. So let's just say it ended poorly for them. This is a new, disgusting scam. A woman who lost her husband a few years ago is warning others about a dreadful scam. Someone is holding his remains hostage. Jocelyn Croner says she thought she found the perfect thing to do with her husband's ashes. He was supposed to be my forever partner. We were married for 32 years when I lost him. John Cronin was a firefighter for 30 years. He died from a heart attack in 2019. Last month, his wife Jocelyn commented on a post on TikTok about a woman preparing to spread a loved one's ashes. The woman responded that she wanted to give Jocelyn some artwork using John's ashes. Okay, so that's very interesting. So, okay, where are we going with this? So this is, again, interesting, vile, how anybody would think about doing something like this. And they instructed me that I would need to send all of my husband's ashes to them, put them in a Ziploc bag. Jocelyn, who lives in California, liked the idea and sent the ashes to the address in Woodstock, Georgia. A couple days later, she got an email from what claimed to be Cambodian customs. It said, we have seized your loved one's ashes. It is illegal. And if you want to get them back, you would need to pay $3,756. And right there, I knew I'd been scammed. You got scammed. So they scammed you out of your husband's ashes. And now pay up or else. Since then, she's been bombarded with text messages asking for money and threatening her. Another woman said she fell for the same scam and contacted Woodstock police. An officer went to the address and found the ashes. 
Woodstock police say the address was random and the homeowner has no idea why he received the package. John Cronin's ashes were not recovered from the home. Jocelyn doesn't know where they are. Fortunately, she still has some of John's ashes in this pendant she wears around her neck. This is just unconscionable that somebody would sink this low to scam somebody out of their human remains. Yeah, vile disgusting welcome to the world of people are they don't care it's about money it's about money i saw this and i thought to myself my god who would do this there are people out there that do a lot of things because they're just disgusted they don't care they don't care and it was evident here that these people didn't care and uh what if you didn't have the ashes but you just mailed them the body it's like i thought you guys were going to do that some guy sitting there is like, you got a package. Like, what is it? I don't know. It's a big package. Oh, my God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. M&Ms have just released feminist M&Ms. Yes, you heard me right. Feminist M&Ms. Egregious sexism of the worst and most conceivable kind. It is outrageous. It is disgusting. And it must not stand. That is why I am calling for a complete and total boycott of all things Mars and particularly M&M's. It will not stand. Uh, Mars, which is the company that has M&M's, he's very upset about the whole Mars thing. So Mars owns the M&M's. And it was funny. I said last week, because it's all female M&M's, I asked a serious question. Maybe some of you can answer it for me. So they're all female M&M's. They're all women M&M's. How do I know what a woman is if you can't define a woman? Fair question to ask, don't you think? Just saying. Obviously, the peanut ones are the guys. But the, the, this right here is a fair question. I don't know what my candy is. Every time I bite a Reese's peanut butter cup, you know what it is? Delicious. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Twitter, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get a free bag of Rough Greens, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and make a 369. All of this incredible stuff delivered directly to you for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. It's for your dog. It is the best supplement around. It has helped my dog doodle tremendously. We were talking about it the other day. He is almost 15 years old. That is incredible. He's healthy. He's happy. He's bouncy. I don't know how much time I'll have with him, but if you'd have told me a few years ago that I was going to get to have him for five years, I would have thought there's no way. He is living his best little life now. Now's your chance to get a bag of Rough Greens for free. Put it to the test. You don't have to change a thing. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food and watch what happens. Get a free bag of Rough Greens right now by going to ruffgreens.com slash chad. Roughgreens.com slash chad. Get a free bag now. Roughgreens.com slash chad. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. This is the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Zoo officials are more convinced than ever that someone intentionally cut the fencing around the leopard habitat, allowing Nova to escape. The evidence was found not far away in the hole that had been made in the fencing around the Langer monkey exhibit. None of the four primates left their enclosure or appeared injured. 
Nature will mess you up, and when you allow nature to leave its cage, nature will search and hunt you out. It is crazy. So the leopard, could you imagine hearing that over the loudspeaker? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to ask you guys to quietly shuffle out of the uh, zoo due to the fact that uh, one of our snow leopards uh, that could kill you and eat you uh, is, uh, well, it's missing. We've been counted. We just, we, we had four of them. There's only three. Nova was eventually found and returned to her enclosure. But even as personnel searched the 106-acre Dallas Zoo for that cat, Police Sergeant Warren Mitchell says it was obvious that the fence that it escaped from was intentionally cut. Over the weekend, zoo employees found that the fencing around a primate habitat also had been cut. None of the Langer monkeys, though, left their enclosure. Because they're not foolish. They're like, we get food here. We don't know anything better. Let's just hang out. Crazy. Nature will mess you up. We see what's going on in California. The weather is horrific. Uh, The storm after storm after storm. We've been hit with a pretty big storm here in Arizona. But comparatively to what Arizona has gotten, I mean, to California has gotten, it's nothing. But nature is nature. Nature will do what you do. But when you go and play with nature now, the question is, who was it? Was it a bunch of punk kids? Was it? Animal activist, which I don't think it would be, but letting an animal roam free, like you think that's a good idea? Like that's the best plan you have? My goodness me, it's silly. Speaking of silly, we like to make sure we take care of ourselves here as best that we possibly can. That we do the right things for us. Have you thought about this? A silly walk could be great for you. Silly walk? Yeah, silly walking. People were getting fatter and we were less active. So I thought, well, maybe there's a way to resolve this. That's Glenn Gaser. He studies the effects of exercise, looking at how many calories we burn while doing things like walking. And after nearly 50 years of research, he got a brilliant idea for a new study from one of his favorite shows. Monty Python, the flying circus. I'm a big fan of Monty Python, and of course, the Ministry of Silly Walks was one of my favorite skits. Anyone who's seen the video knows that, wow, that looks like pretty good physical activity. Yes. If you've never seen Monty Python, it is uh, an older generation who Monty Python is. Younger generation would be too offended to figure out what Monty Python is, but you should. But they had the Ministry of Silly Walks, and some of the Silly Walks were, well, they're exactly what they are. Silly Walks. But... There's a health benefit. My colleagues and I basically got this idea, wouldn't it be fun to just see how energetically costly those silly walks actually were? Just how many calories they burned. You're really interested in silly walks, aren't you? Oh, rather. And so Professor Gaser conducted a study. He first had 13 volunteers walk normally, and after that, do their best to copy the very silly Mr. Teabag walk and the Mr. Pewdie walk. They watched the video, chuckled a little bit, like, you really want me to do this? Yes, we want you to do that. It's silly, part of it is, but it's also exercise, because, damn it, we're fat folk! Ventilation and gas exchange were recorded to measure how much energy they used and calculate how many calories they burned. They had a lot of fun with it. As a matter of fact, I could hear some chuckles underneath the face mask while they were walking. It took me a half a century to come to this, all right? And my life's work has been building up to this, and it took that long. After measuring the results of the study, it turns out the Mr. Pewdie walk is about as intense as walking normally. It's not particularly silly, is it? But the Mr. Teabag walk? It turned out they were basically burning calories at about two and a half times the rate of normal walking, which is actually quite extraordinary. Yes. Translation. Silly walking works. The weirder, the sillier, the crazier you walk, the better it is for you. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. And I joke about the younger generation. Younger generation is obsessed now with old stuff. And it's fun that I would even say old stuff. But flip phones are rocking 
when it comes to the younger, younger generation. Yeah. Flip phones. And why is that? Well, they're trying to, quote unquote, decompress. They're trying to get away from the insanity. So it's funny because what they're doing is they're not actually getting rid of their phones. What they're doing is they're purchasing flip phones at like a low cost carrier. So they have, you know, people want to get a hold of you. They could still do that. And at home, they'll have their actual real phone where they can do all the things that they like to do, the TikToking and whatnot. But when they go out, they get a separate number. They say it's it, it, it's cheap, it's easy, and that way they're not tethered to their phones, which is an interesting idea. It actually is an interesting idea because, and they say it's helping because it helps with so many different things, including the fact that they want to talk to their friends. I mean, we, we did a story last week. This lady charges $400 an hour to teach millennials and the Gen Z generation how to talk on the phone. Does anybody else find this disturbing? What do you mean you can't talk on the phone? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, that that that's what's going on there. So this is very interesting to see the way that this thing plays itself out. But uh, that's the new thing. So Gen Z is obsessed with the flip phone. So they go buy a cheap flip phone. They have their regular smartphone at home. And then they TikTok or do whatever they need to do at home or whatever it is that they want to do. Emojis, texting. And then from there, when they go out, they take the flip phone with them. Makes them feel better, more connected, whatever. It shouldn't be this hard. But I get it. The obsession with the smartphone, it's a tough thing to get away from. 323-538-2423. At Chet Benson Shows, your Twitter tweet, text. Love hearing from you. Chet Benson Shows. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Happy, 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 happy Monday. Hope all is well with you on this most gorgeous day. Ah, Martin Luther King Day. A lot of you are relaxing, maybe not at home. Uh, Maybe some of you are at home listening on the podcast. Appreciate all of this. Where do we start? Another nightmarish weekend for the president, uh, to say the least. The fact is, is he is dealing with some issues, and those issues happen to be docs, because every time they turn around, there's yet another issue with documents. You know what? You ought to check your garage for classified documents, right? I mean, I'm going to check. I don't think there's any in my garage, but oh, guess what? My Jeep is here. It's got to be safe. So I went over here to look to see if I could find any classified documents, and uh, I couldn't. All I could find, I got some rare coins here. I mean, you keep those in the garage, right? Because my Jeep's here. And how about a gold Omega watch? Uh, Oh, my Rolex, too. It's safe in the garage. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of that, as he should. Here's the reality of it. It's a nightmare for this president right at this moment and this time and the Democrats because they're dealing with stuff that they didn't think they were going to have to deal with, which is the fact is that sarcasm aside, you went out and for months you pushed and you prodded and you talked about the evil of keeping these things and, oh, my God, what was Trump going to do with it? And you got caught. You got caught. Now, I said it last week. 
in the overall scheme of things, this is a big deal. No, because I don't think either of these presidents were doing anything. The problem is we live in a world that is based in politics now. And in politics, it's not a good look. How big a mess is this for the Biden administration? It's very, very big. Not legally, but politically, it's a very, very big deal. This is a president who was marching upward. For the first time in his presidency, he's got his numbers up. People are feeling better about the economy. There are all sorts of reasons to believe that he could, that he can now present himself. The fears that people like me have about how old is he and can he govern well, those fears will be dissipated if he were able to stay on that track. Mm. But now along comes this. This this gigantic story, which was totally unexpected, they may be making a big mistake. I don't think sitting there hunkering down now, acting like it's not out there, you're going to get creamed doing There's- it. Yeah, you're going to get creamed. You have no choice. You have to accept what it is. You have to here. Like I've always said, when it comes to politics, you come out and you just say, look, I blanked up. I screwed up. It's my bad. Uh, I didn't even know I had these things. The reality is I had these things. And the way that I talked about them in the past, I needed to take them seriously. I didn't. But you've also got lawyers now involved. And lawyers are telling you, hey, deny, 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 or better yet, shut your mouth, which, as we all know, for Biden is a tough thing. The first batch of documents uh, was found on November 2nd, a week before the midterms. But the public didn't learn about it until it was reported in the press just this past week. And even then, the White House did acknowledge that a second batch of documents had been found in December until that, too, leaked. We learned about this because CBS News reported on it, and then everybody else followed and got that information. Now we've learned they found more documents than previously disclosed in a third location. Uh, It's hard to argue that the administration's been transparent and told the American people about this as soon as they could have. Jake Tapper, right there, being 100% honest. It's hard to argue something. Right. When you scream and yell about all the things that you want. Right. You, you're out there and you're like, we're going to be the most transparent group X, Y and Z. We're going to do all of these things. And 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 in reality is, is you weren't you weren't as transparent as you needed to be. And then the questions come in about how in God's name did you then decide to get the media or whoever not to say anything till after the election, which is a serious question. The attorney general has to make sure that not only is justice evenly applied, but the appearances of justice are also uh, uh, satisfactory to the public. Yeah, the appearances, because it's also about appearances. Again, it's the politics of today's world. The appearances of so many things is some of the stuff that matters. What are the politics? Here's the politics of this. There are appearances right now that matter. And these appearances, like, you got to make sure it looks good. You can't go after one and then leave the other one dangling out there. And that's the issue that they're going to have at this moment in time is how do they get around this without looking like, oh, my goodness, it's not such a big deal now. It was a big deal, but it's not a big deal. But is it a big deal? What were these documents that were discovered uh you know, in the garage, uh, in the Biden residence, uh, and in the office. Were they confidential? Which really, from a national security perspective, really wouldn't be that that significant. Or were they highly classified, sensitive intelligence having to do with potentially sources and methods, such as the information that was located at Mar-a-Lago? Fair question. What were they? That's a very good question. What were these things that they had out there? How dangerous were they? It's a fair question to ask. And and, and I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to say this over and over again. Do I think that any of these things were things that were detrimental to the United States and the safety and security? No. The worst thing could have been, could there have been some things in there that could have 
that could have had some of our foreign agents uh, in there. That's the most detrimental thing out there. Outside of that, do I find that I doubt any of this stuff was really in a position that was going to be terrifyingly scary where our guys were going to be found out. They were going to have some sort of information out there that was going to get to. It was none of that stuff. You know it and I know it. But it's the look. It's the look. And in a day and age when when facts matter very little and in a day and age when people freak out a lot in a day and age when all of these things happen, here's the reality of it. Looks matter, and this doesn't look good for you. Unless you are working in an organization like the CIA or another intelligence community organization where all you're working with is classified information, um, these types of security violations are not really that uncommon. Okay. Well, that's what I want to know. So they're not that uncommon. So should we then look at Trump? And let's go back. They've already changed the narrative of Trump. Excuse me. And the narrative of Trump now is it's it's the way that he's gone about blocking everything. That's fair. That's fair. You and I both know that's fair. But outside of that, it's the look. And in a world where looks matter, and I'm not just talking about the physical appearance. I'm talking about the actual looks of the world matter. This isn't a good look for the president. You know it. I know it. It's unsettling. Should piss some people off. And it shouldn't be the big deal that it is, but it's going to be a bigger deal. Every single day until they get in front of this and realize, okay, we've got to change the narrative. And the narrative is we come out and we embrace it. Maybe we even go to Trump right now and his people and say, maybe it's just time to let things go and move on. Oh, could you do that? You might want to do that because you never know what's in that garage. Oh, one of my prized possessions that I keep in the garage is my piece of the Berlin Wall. I mean, all of this stuff has got to be safe. It's in the garage, right, Joe Biden? Right next to my Jeep. Good thing there are no classified documents in here. But hey, the garage is a safe place. Real safe. I mean, I'd never forget to leave the garage door open. It's going to take a lot of hits like that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Hope all is well with you. It's Martin Luther King Day. Of course, we all know Martin Luther King, the great Martin Luther King. Uh, who... You know, in the coming years, th- there's going to be some issues with Martin Luther King. And it's funny when I talk about the government, can they spy on you? Can they do these kind of things? And the government would never do anything untoward to people. They would never lie. They would never suppress speech. Know this. In the coming years, there's going to be tapes released about Martin Luther King as they secretly recorded him having sex. Is there a rape tape in there? Is some of the things that people ha- have talked about. There are a lot of things that are coming up where you sit there and go, that was our government that did that. That was our government that played a part in that. So to think that our government's always above board is such crap. You know it, and I know it. But alas, here we are. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Yeah. <laughs> I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be, be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. Yes. 
An amazing speech, a dream indeed, a dream about the content of a man's character, not the color of the skin. We get into this woke culture as we do every Wednesday, and we talk about stuff like this, and we do it during the week as well, but the reality is the dream of of where we are in this world. We have come a long way. We still have ways to go. Let's not pretend that we don't. We still have a ways to go, but at the same time, uh, when did we get to the point at what point in our culture do we get to the point where the only thing that matters is the color of your skin, who you worship, what you look like, et cetera, et cetera? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Talk a little bit about the Mega Millions. Did I win? Did I not win? I I, I No, I didn't win the big one, but did I win something else? We could talk about that. Did you win the big one? Are you listening in some small area? And Was it Maine, I think, somebody won? It's a lot of money. That's a life changer right there. Uh, that horrific plane crash in Nepal, and somebody was filming, just filming the cabin, talking to his buddies, laughing when everything went south. And boy, when it goes south, it goes south fast. Plus AI, the nightmare that is coming to a school near you. And something very interesting that happened with AI at CNET, which is a... Uh, technology magazine online and something very interesting that took place there. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet text. Raycon, best dear buds around. Uh, worked out a little bit yesterday. Had an enjoyable day of fun uh, where I only worked a half day, meaning I only worked about 10 hours. And it was great. But I was outside doing a lot of stuff. I was relaxing at some point. I did some stuff and I sat in a jacuzzi. I'm at Raycon's on. It's just amazing. The sound quality is second to none. And it's great because I had the bubbles on. It was kind of loud, you know, and I didn't hear anything because I had isolation mode on. These are the best earbuds around. They snap on. They never fall out. You can put them through the ringer. It is just incredible. Right now, your everyday earbuds, starting under 100 bucks, you're getting an extra 15% off, eight hours of talk time, 32 hours of battery life. Get yours now. Start your 23 in a right way, especially if you're working out and you want to listen to that great podcast or whatever. Get yourself Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The horrifying moment that Nepalese plane carrying 72 people made a sharp turn to the left as it came in for landing before violently crashing. Plumes of smoke billowing in the air moments after the plane crashed into a gorge in a heavily populated area of the tourist town of Pokhara. The debris scattered at the scene, hundreds of rescuers deployed, desperately searching for any signs of survivors. We live in a modern world, and in a modern world, we get to see a lot of things that we wouldn't have seen unless we watch the uh, History Channel now or, you know, the War Channel, all the channels they have that they've got guys and gals who are out there back in the day, mostly guys, let's be real, uh, filming these things. And I'm talking about war and all this kind of stuff. Uh, we see very few things, maybe in the 80s and early 90s, somebody on a, you know, those old recorders, a VHS machine kind of thing. We might have seen a plane crash. We saw from inside of the plane because somebody was actually kind of filming what was going on. Not to the crash. It was just he was talking to his buddies and they were having a good time.
Boom. Like that. Now the question is, uh, the Nepalese government, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Nepal's not a great place to be. And the government itself, not pretty much straightforward. Not only is Nepal a very treacherous place, a dangerous place to fly, but the Nepalese government has resisted efforts to bring their safety standards up to modern European or U.S. standards. They've had lots of crashes over the years. On top of that, if you don't know anything about Nepal, essentially people fly to Nepal uh, to like, why, why is there a lot of tourists there? Why are there a lot of, you know, cause there was some Irish people in here. You go to Nepal to kind of fan out, to go to the mountains, you know, to, to Everest and to several of the other mountains. It is treacherous. It is nasty to, to get to, uh, even in the best time of the year conditions wise. Uh, and this was uh, a horrible, horrible, horrible horrible crash but to see the moments of it taking place to see the inside and how fast it, it happened was uh, terrifying 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program if you're listening to this and you won congratulations remember i'm your long lost cousin lebanon maine population less than seven thousand, and now home of the second largest mega millions jackpot in u.s history the winning ticket sold at hometown gas and grill the grand and prize totaling 1.35 billion or 723.5 million in a cash payout. Huge, fantastic, and you know what? It's weird too because we think that person knows. There may be somebody out there right now who has no idea. I'll get to it on Monday. It couldn't have been me. Uh, didn't hear about it. Bought it. Left it there. Uh, searching the house frantically. Could you imagine? Because, again, we always go through this when we think about something like this. But what would you do? I want that thing out of my hands as fast as possible. But at the same time, I've got to have a plan, you know, to what do I do? Even if you win a million dollars, a million dollars is life changing for 99% of the people on the planet. You win a million bucks, your life changes. Right? You may make good money, but you just want a million dollars. Right? You you may make two, three hundred thousand dollars a year, but you want a million dollars cash. And people are gonna be coming to you because your lifestyle's probably uh, eaten up a vast majority of that 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 two, three hundred thousand dollars you make, you know, hundred thousand dollars you make. Now all of a sudden you're gonna get handed a million dollars. And to be prepared for what that looks like, but be prepared for those kind of things, you, you've got to do it. But at the same time, I want the damn thing out of my hand because I don't trust me. I don't want to lose it. I have kids. <laughs> God only knows. What do they say? Take a picture of it. Take it down to the bank. Get a safe deposit box. Those kind of things. I Do whatever it is that you need to do, but do it fast is the way I look at it. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Right, Mr. President? And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. You know, George Santos is full of crap. We all know that. He's an absolute liar. But to say that this guy's not a liar, it's just so... Right? Right? Remember that? Then I went over and I studied Hebrew for a few hours. And then from there, I went and, of course, uh, I had some good friends who were shaman and they taught me some stuff. It's fantastic. I, it was quite a busy day. Then I got back just in time for calisthenics. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. This is the Chad Benson Show.
Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I was reading an article on Friday that CNET, that they were going to have AI write some articles. And they went about doing that. It was actually rather amazing the way they did it. And they they did it like anybody else that would write an article they they chose the top they they chose the topics they fed it to ai ai went through crafted the article they then sent it to the editors they wanted to fact check the whole thing and on top of all the fact checking of course they want to make sure the grammar was correct and then they released it nobody noticed i want you guys to understand nobody noticed front page today 90 percent of online content will be ai 90%. OpenAI, JetGPT, just to name a few. Uh, and then think about the schools, because schools are already starting to have massive issues with AI. And it is, let me tell you something. I So my other company, being blessed, my uncle and the connections he's had, we've had a chance to work with, with ChatGPT for a while, to, to goof around on the beta version of it. It can write a script, we asked it to write a TV script, just joking around on my local show in Arizona a couple weeks ago. So on air, we said, hey, write a script for us about visiting Arizona. Within three seconds, it had done a television script for us that included the parts where the man and woman are out there with their kids walking around looking at the Grand Canyon kind of thing, and then it'll say stuff like, uh, sun setting, get a visual, because it was a TV script, so it wanted to have visuals, and it was scary amazing how fast it was. But then you're talking about the fact that you can have an, an entire AI news organization crafting and writing news articles with zero biases, which would be huge. I mean, it's something to think about. But you're, and the funny thing is, they were already advocating. Well, you're not going to have uh, the, uh, you're not going to get opinion pieces, which is so much of what media is all about. Let's be real. I mean, this is going to give you the who, what, when, how, and why. It can't think in the future. So, you know, they've written some movie scripts already with them. So it doesn't think in the future. It pulls from things in the past. That's one thing it can't do. But the nightmare that is coming for journalists, for a lot of other people, is going to be huge. And schools already dealing with it. Artificial intelligence tools are cropping up and teachers are concerned about what it might mean for academic integrity. For example, type explain what caused the Great Depression into the AI machine chat GPT and within seconds computers can turn out a pretty convincing essay that has educators wondering how to make sure students aren't cutting corners. Sunja Larson is at Eastside Catholic in Sammamish, Washington. You can ask it to write a short story or an essay or whatever the writing prompt is um, in a fourth grade voice, let's say. While these AI programs aren't perfect and can sometimes be obvious, with time, who knows? Maybe one day even reports like this could be artificially written. That's the way did that. Very true. Uh, here's something. The way that AI works, the more ingrained it is into your life, the more that's going to learn about you the better that'll be. So she, like she said, write it in a fourth grade voice. 
Well, some of the stuff they're already working on, it'll ask you questions like, what kind of student are you? Because if, if you're a C plus, B minus student, I'm not giving you an A paper. I'm going to give you something that represents the kind of stuff that you would be doing. I'm already hearing now that in some high schools and colleges, you may be going back to writing in your own handwriting. What? I can't. Yes, because you can't be trusted, apparently. You can ask it to write a short story or an essay or whatever the writing prompt is. Um, in a fourth grade voice, let's say. It might be pretty generic, might be pretty basic, but it's well-written. Generic, basic, but well-written. Hey, that sounds like us, right? I've been hearing definitely some some rumblings and questions from teachers. What do I do if I think that um, I have students who have, have been using it? So we take the prompt and we add the instruction to write an essay. And we can also say with cited quotations and it will generate an essay. With cited quotations, because so many times, what are you looking for? Well, you need to quote, you need to give your cited quotations for the things that you've pulled from for this article. So where did you get all this stuff? Where did you get this, uh, this, this, this? So you wrote this great paper, this essay on something. Where did you get all your material? Can you source your material? Those kind of things. It is awesome, frightening, and amazing. The great things when it comes to supercomputers and AI in the future is how fast. And we were talking last week about 33% drop in the number of deaths when it comes to, to cancer. Think about that for a second. What is that going to look like in with supercomputers and AI and stuff? We're gonna, that is going to be tremendous. But there are limits even to this day, as good as they are early on, they're still limited. The chatbot can't um, look at images or graphs, so it can't engage in any data analysis that's visual. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It can't look into the future. It can't look at certain things. The the limits are what they are. Doesn't mean those limits are going to be there forever. Those things are going to go away sooner rather than later. But the reality is this is much, very much a real situation here that is coming to you sooner rather than later. So know what your kids are doing when you're like, man, my kid's doing really well. uh, And his grades or her grades are improving tremendously. But I feel like maybe not all of this is real. (laughs) Maybe you should ask, hey, do you know Chatbot GT, uh, GPT? 323-538-2423. Hmm? At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. The first batch of documents uh, was found on November 2nd, a week before the midterms, but the public didn't learn about it until it was reported in the press this, this past week. And even then, the White House did acknowledge that a second batch of documents had been found in December until that, too, leaked. We learned about this because CBS News reported on it, and then everybody else followed and got that information. Now we've learned they found more documents than previously disclosed in a third location. Uh, It's hard to argue that the administration and told the American people about this as soon as they could have. Yeah, it is hard to argue. That's the big thing. Hard to argue that the Americans got the information they need. You know, with all the dumps that are going on right now with uh, Twitter dumps and, and the Twitter files and things of that nature, you understand why people are frustrated right this second with so much of what's going on with the American media. You know, we're just talking about them writing uh, the the AI writing reports and nobody noticing. But the opinion side of it is, how is it that you found something out, you have something, and at the same time, nothing 
was released until afterwards. You don't wonder why people suspect that the media is playing games with everybody? We need to know why. Who made that decision? Ron Klain make that decision? Who made the decision not to disclose? Not to disclose. Did Ron Klain make the decision? Did the president make the decision? Who made the decision to not tell the American people six days before an election? And if Donald Trump had not told people six days before an election, what would the conversation be about right now? I guarantee you it would be about cover-up. Absolutely correct. 100%. But who's covering up what? So the media, in some ways, covered up for Biden, but there was also the Biden administration and their transparency. And these things matter. This is what pisses people off. What have I talked about over and over again when it comes to it? People just want a fair shake. That's what they're looking for. A fair shake. Meaning, hey, it's good enough for the goose, it's good enough for the gander. So, that being said, if you go and appoint somebody, a special counsel to look, you got to do it here. The media, you're not covering this the way that you covered Trump because it was the worst thing in the world with Trump, but you covered it. How did you do that? I will say the media has been much better on this than I thought they would be. That being said, is it perfect? No. Some people are still going to bitch and moan. I don't think what they had was as much a big deal as the media and press played out to be. That being said, it's still, well, it's still a nightmare for the for the Biden administration. And it's going to continue to be a nightmare for the foreseeable future because you thought you had moral high ground over Donald Trump at this point in time, only to find out you didn't have moral high ground. And in fact, you knew even when you were out yelping and, and, and squawking and moaning about the moral high ground that you thought you had, You didn't you didn't have it and you were lying and you're going about it as if you had moral high ground because it's different with us. And we saw that last week with people on The View and several other places, you know, uh, Maddow and a bunch of other. The whole thought process is my issues are morally superior, even though they're the same than yours, just because I feel you're a bad person. And you just shake your head. That is not how you run a government. And I go back to this. We've got to do better with these damn things. If they're that important, why are they floating around everywhere? 323-538-2423. At Chet Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things. Touch a little of football coming up. What a weekend of football. we got a game again tonight. we got the Buccaneers and Cowboys final game of Wild Card Weekend. Insane games all weekend long. And... It, What took place on Saturday night was nuts. It really was, but amazing. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens. Got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all of the things delivered straight to your dog in the most tasty way. It is a supplement that goes on top of your dog's food. They'll love it. Now, my dog, Doodle, who's actually in the other room because I'm working out of the home studio today, is sleeping quietly. Uh, It is amazing to see what it has done for him. My wife said to me last night, five years, March, that's how long we'll have had Doodle. When we got him, we thought he was seven, maybe six. Uh, Turns out he was nine or ten. So he's going on 15 years 
healthy, happy, eating, running around, energetic. I love it. Right now, you can get a free bag of Rough Greens delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. It is that simple. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. Cover the cost of shipping. You get a free bag delivered right to you. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter. C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. It was amazing. It was chaos. It was crazy. It was a victory of victories for the Jaguars. We'll talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Solid, fun weekend at the theaters if you went. Still have no desire to see Avatar and the recent Sipple. I just don't want to see Avatar. <laughs> There's nothing about that movie that makes me want to see it. It's nothing. Now, I'm sure it's a fantastic movie. I'm sure it is all that in a bag of chips. I'm sure it is a lot of different things. To me, it just seems like a movie that we've already seen and... You know, I talked to my uncle about it. I said, how good was it? Because he went and saw it. And he's like, it's the special effects. The story is what the story is. I don't know what he's going to do next. So we've gone from the, was it the air? Because the other one with the dragons. I haven't seen that one either. All the way through. I've seen bits of it. To now the sea. So we're going to be on land next. And are we just going to keep abandoning these animals that are supposed to be with him for, the, for, for their eternity? Isn't that what it is with these animals? They're there forever. So you get these animals, and these animals are like your animal forever, right? That that little hair thing. That's the only thing I saw in the first one, and it connects, and then it like sinks up to you, and that's and now he's abandoned that one to go to find a sea monster. So who knows what the next one will be? Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. Football weekend, amazing. So watched the first game, uh, and I did nothing this weekend. I was as lazy as you can get this weekend. I mean, I was so lazy. It was spectacular. So did nothing, relaxed, enjoyed my weekend doing absolutely nothing. Then watched the first game. 49ers, Brock Purdy, he's all that in a bag of chips, uh, at least for right now. It's like, is this is this guy for real, or is he for real right now? And... But he's Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick in the draft, and look what he's done. He's taken these guys places that is is just ridiculous. And on the other side of things, uh, you had the Saturday night game, which was absolutely incredible. It was incredible. So, first half, nightmare. Absolute nightmare for Trevor Lawrence, Mr. Beautiful, and the Jaguars. At one point, there were more interceptions by one guy than their top receiver had because he threw four first half interceptions. For myself, you know, obviously, yeah, worst, definitely the worst half of my football life, of a lot of people's football life, too. So, <laughs> some type of history probably in that stat. But, I mean, really just. You know, I felt like only one of those plays was a, was a bad decision. So I, I felt like I was seeing things all right. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's what he thought. But they came out in the second half and did what they had to do. Down 27 to nothing at one point. Made it 27 to 7 at halftime. Came out in the second half. And then they just took off. I knew 
knew it was going to take a lot to turn it around, but there's no, I told the guys in the huddle, there's no 27-point plays. You know, it's going to be one play at a time. One play at a time. That's all you can do, one play at a time. On the other side of it, the Chargers just destroyed themselves. They looked awful in the second half. They played not to lose at one point, and how do you go up 27-7 to and lose is, is beyond me. I just think I don't think we played clean enough football. I didn't think we made enough winning plays in the second half where everyone's performing their assignment, doing it with the right technique, with the right type of energy. I just think there was a lot of little things in the second half um, that added up to a, to a big result there. Yep. You failed. At the end of the day, you failed and you failed miserably. Uh, questions are going to be asked about every side of the football, offense, defense. You've got arguably the top three or four quarterback in Justin Herbert. Uh, what happened there? Just just all of that stuff. Here's Justin. Yeah, obviously a, a tough, tough go for us. Um, you know, as an offense, we need to do more in the second half. And, um, you know, that falls on us offensively. And as a quarterback, I need to, to perform better. And uh, you got to be able to put up more than three points in the second half. And so uh, I feel horrible for the defense for, um, you know, the incredible effort they put out there today. But uh, got to be better uh, as a team. You got to think about this too. Imagine this. You're flying home from Jacksonville to San Diego after being up 27 to nothing. Now you've got to get on an airplane, right? And Bosa, your best player, helped put you in this horrible position when he threw his helmet and threw a fit. It was not a. a that flight home had to just suck so bad. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. Solid fun show today, as always. Got you over this Monday. Many of you may be listening to this on podcast. You had the day off. Some of you are working. God bless you for doing that. Good show this week planned. Coming up on Woke Wednesday, we're going to have some people from the College Fix In talk about some of the insanity going on in college and with all of the lunacy that's going on there. Plus, tomorrow we have our buddy on for Bullard Capital talk about what's happening in the economy, inflation, where we have it's starting to feel like are we getting to that point where we're really talking about uh, a recession plus we have you know the debt ceiling we touched a bit on that today the nightmare that's going on with the debt ceiling and the the battle that's going to go on with that is going to be huge you follow us across all the social media 323-538-2423 that is the text line make sure you text us when you possibly can have a blessed rest of your day we will do it again tomorrow as always night night Jack I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. This is the Chad Benson Show.